This episode of the Randy Russell Podcast is brought to you by Underscore Taco, for when you're hungry, but you're not sure for what. Find this in future episodes at rspeen.com and Apple Podcasts. Questions or comments, email us at rrpodcast2000 at gmail.com. Today's guest host, DDA LaPlay, is a musician who lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. DDA is in several bands, including Peeper and LaPlay and Nar and Schiff, runs a music site, Activity Archives, and stars on the YouTube show, Milwaukee Kitchen. DDA also runs the MathWiz Recording Studio. Hi, you're listening to the Randy Russell Podcast. I'm your host, Didier LaPlay. It's my pleasure to introduce the man who put tuna in the tuna fish, Randy Russell. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. How are you doing, Randy? Okay, I don't know what that means about the tuna fish. <laughs> um, I'm not sure either, really. <laughs> I think it's interesting how some people refer to tuna sandwich and some people refer to a tuna fish sandwich. Are they, you know, people call it, t- I'm having tuna. People say tuna fish. I think that's a regional regional difference. Huh. So, what would you uh, would you say that here in in Milwaukee people say tuna or tuna fish? I think tuna probably. Mm-hmm. I feel like tuna fish is a, like a New York thing. Well, because what else could tuna be? It's sort of like you don't really need to. Or maybe specify. tuna fish is an old an old fashioned way of saying it. Uh Like I have the tuna fish. Like you wouldn't say salmon fish or no. right. perch fish or something. <laughs> so why would you say tuna fish? <laughs> maybe there maybe there used to be something people ate that was kind of made it more confusing or something. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've just thought, I've heard that when I think about it. Whenever I hear someone say tuna fish, though, huh. I think it's funny. It's a kind of an older old thing. So yeah, uh, the the uh, the the topic I wanted to talk to you about today, at least to start with, was the the, the building that you used to live at, uh, the Elwood Manor, which was a, a a big old Victorian house nearby here that got torn down recently. Yeah, I know. I I, I heard it was that it was demolished, and I. Um, I heard someone sent me an email with some attachments of pictures of it being demolished, and I um, and I kind of avoided going by there since then because I thought it would make me too sad. Right. Like I just realized I don't even want to see it. Really. And I, I kind of consciously avoided going and looking right away, and then I feel like since then I've sort of subconsciously avoided it. Right. Um, just because how, how weird I would feel because it was my. It was my home for a good five, I think five years, maybe. I'm not sure how many mm. years exactly. It might have been six years. Um, and and when I've described um, to people my favorite apartments I've ever had, um, that was one of three, probably. Hmm. My favorite. It was maybe my favorite, and definitely one of my three favorite places I've ever lived. What were the other two? Um, one possibly where I'm living now, and uh, which I'm not going to disclose. Okay. 
Um, and the one was def de definitely one was my, one of the apartments I lived in in Portland, um, uh. which is the first floor of a house, which it was just a really nice apartment. It had the best, that definitely had the best kitchen, which is my, always my favorite. Kitchen's my favorite room of an apartment if it's a good kitchen, mm -hmm. unlike where I'm living now. Um, I had a really good kitchen there, and uh, the one in and this one in uh, the Elwood place was pretty good too. Yeah, we, people people describe it as different different um, uh, ways of uh, using Elwood, who was the uh, the super. Mm -hmm. So people say called the Elwood Manor, Elwood Arms. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, because it was kind of an old Victorian house, so it's kind of got that had that vibe about it. Yeah, sort of a. Uh, I even had those sort of metal, what would you call that, on the top of the roof? It almost looks like a storybook kind of. Oh, yeah, that, old that widow, house. the Widow's, widow's, peak, widow's Walk, Widow's I think. Walk? It was like the Widow's Walk or Widow's Watch. Right. Um, I guess I guess they were in like seafaring places where um, the people, where the uh, the sailors are out at sea and, you know, near the, near the shore. And so the women would go up to see if the boats were coming back. back. I think that's how it got its name, hmm. something like that. Um, that's why I always, yeah, I always imagine those being in those coastal towns. But like that building, for me, it's like, I, even though I never lived there, it seemed like such a important building in my life because so many friends through the years lived in that place. You being one of them, of course, but like, Peter Berkman and Annie and Zach Pieper and actually most recently my friend Andy lived there, Spiro, lots and lots of friends have been through there. So, yeah, my next door, yeah, my I was thinking that all the different next door neighbors I had, there were uh, Christine, right, Noel. Oh, Noel lived there too, right? Um, yeah. Annie, Melissa. Chris and Kate um, lived there. Chris and Kate lived point. upstairs, and Carol. Yeah, Carol Siatris. Moved to Thailand. A lot of people like went directly from that um, house to Thailand. It seemed like Maybe, <laughs> she might be the <laughs> only she, one. She, yeah, she. I didn't even know her, but it was almost like we were friends, kind of through other people. I never actually knew her personally. So, did you guys? You lived there at the same time? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I lived there when I, and Elaine, Elaine lived upstairs from me. Yeah. And Carol lived upstairs, and then there was Owen, and then there was the one person who, the one person who lived upstairs who people didn't, who wasn't friends with people. It was like a place where all friends lived because that's how people would find out about the open apartments. Right. And so one apartment would come open, and then the, someone would say, oh, I, I have a friend who's looking for a place to live. And it was like cheaper than any, anywhere else. Right. It was, it was really good rent. So that's one thing that was nice about it. You'd have a good amount of space with a very inexpensive rent. But most people that I knew lived in that. There was like a little downstairs apartment that sort of had like a had. You had to go down to the basement to take a shower. Yeah. But you lived in an apartment that I don't think anybody else that I know lived in. It was like a little, almost like a separate little house or something. All right, that was like that was the back. The back first floor apartment. That was like that's why I liked it so much. It was a 
had its own entrance mm-hmm. and it was like one of those um rooms that are in a lot of houses where there's a room that's between the house and the garage but i always right. kind of like those rooms that usually people use them for storage area and i guess i called it the mud room that's what people some people call the mud room mm-hmm. you go in there you take your shoes off right in there so i just stored stuff in there of course um I was going to start an art gallery in there. Called, it was going to be called the Mudroom Gallery. <laughs> oh, just was, in that in that yeah, room, huh? Yeah, <laughs> those, those things I talked about. There was a mudroom in my house when we were growing up. Or at least they, my parents called it the mudroom. Oh, they 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 use that term. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's it was kind of like the. It was the yeah. I guess it was the in a way it was the one going to the garage, but it was it was going to the backyard which led to the garage all right but it kind of just ends up being like a closet but i think the idea was like yeah you if you were doing work in the yard or i guess if you're coming in from the garage you take off your snowy boots or muddy boots in there yeah there's always boots in there yeah you have a chair to sit in when you take your boots off and your boots there's some shelters maybe the shovels in there the guarding the mud room at our house was always just like so cram packed with stuff it's like you couldn't even barely find anything in there that's what mine was ultimately like too i just because i had ended up because i seemed to acquire a lot of of stuff <laughs> books yeah mostly? Like, well yeah or, well yeah there i was I had enough space there that i that I, I had a lot of i got a lot of stuff you know i got a lot of furniture and um, and then I had a lot of books and records. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I moved to to Milwaukee, I moved here with a moving truck, so I had a lot of stuff anyway when I moved here the first time. And that was the third place in Milwaukee I lived, mm-hmm. the third and last place before I moved away. Mm-hmm. But that was it was such it was such a I really I really liked it. It was just a um, had just an old fashioned look to it. Yeah, I actually pa- painted some. Of the, I painted the woodwork bright yellow, which El- Elwood didn't like. Uh-huh. <laughs> he thought that was. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk color. about Elwood because he's kind of a interesting character in a way. How would you describe? Yeah, Elwood? he's he, he's a yeah he he's a well he's the he was super there so he lived there for years and years. Yeah, he. I mean, he was still there just recently. I think when, when the place got emptied out to tear down. I was yeah. I was wondering where where he was gonna what if he was there up until the end and where he was going. I heard he was moving up to Duluth or something like that. Yeah, I know that he had to. He had family mm-hmm. up north. Mm-hmm. We're on Duluth, mm-hmm. and, he, and so sometimes he would he would visit up there when he would go out of town. And um, he had, for, so for a while he had chickens there. Yep. And he had, he, there was an old chicken, but there's a chicken coop that was part of the yard. Yeah. Which was really great about it. This weird chicken coop that was sort of built in the style of the house. Was it, you, oh, yeah, because I remember that little building and seeing chickens, but was that actually made to be a chicken coop, that little structure, you think? Oh, yeah, I don't know, actually. <laughs> or he just used it for that. Yeah, I'm not sure. If what it else was. would it have been for, though? Because it had like know. windows and yeah, it wasn't really just like a shed or something. Well, the house was built in the 1800s, so it was an old house. Yeah. And then it was the 
home of the um, the Sicilian family who, who owned it, and, I, mm. and, and I'm, I'm never sure if I'm getting their pronunciation right. I've heard Dentice. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, what I've heard last, maybe Dentice. So that might be wrong. Anyway, my, my friend Andy says Dentiste, but... Does he say Dentiste? Yeah, I don't I've know heard right both, I guess. Dentice so sounds more Italian. So they were that the, the owner was the, the landlord was Tony, hmm. and um, I mean he was so he had the sausage shop over um, by oh. uh, Sanford restaurant in that corner. Oh, okay. Now it's a cafe there, pleasant right. cafe. Right, right, right. But that was a sausage shop that he had for I don't know how long. Right. And and where he he made handmade so Italian sausage there, and which was kind of. Uh, Famous, really. And people t talked about that. Some of the I read about some of the people with the uh, restaurants around here, like some of the like the Barlotta restaurants, said that they only used his sausage. Really, and I, I read an article that someone said we're really worried about what happens if Tony retires because we, we <laughs> don't know where we we're going to get that sausage because it was really special to them. Right, because it was made this old-fashioned hand, huh. hand-filled sausage, and he had a secret recipe. Mm -hmm. And that I know, I know fennel was part of it because he would, <laughs> he would walk by there and it smelled like fennel. Oh really? Wow. But you, we paid your, you'd pay your rent. You would go over to the sausage shop, take your check to him. So that was like the, you know, the one time of the month you would see him and it just st stop and talk. It was like this old-fashioned thing. You go talk to him a little bit, mm -hmm. and then at some point he like gave me some s sausage. And he goes, here, I'll give you a few sausage links. And up to that point, I, then I realized, like, why haven't I ever thought about buying some from him? All right. It was really good. So then then after that, I would regularly buy uh -huh. sausage from him. And it was just one, I think he just made one kind, I'm not sure. Hmm. But then he, he had a heart attack and um, at some point and had to retire. His health was failing. He was doing that to quite an old age. Um, and he would that was those are the people that owned it the last. Yeah, they owned the the building, uh -huh. and eventually, eventually, you know, their their kids owned it. Uh -huh. and, you know, and I don't right. know if they wanted to. I don't know why it got sold and torn down. Well, there was a church that was like right across the alley from that. I can't remember the name of the church, but they, I guess, they bought it because they wanted to develop a like a nursing home. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, the the yeah, there was a on the corner it was a, there was a church building there in the corner and then across the alley there's a church. Mhm. Mm oh, yeah, well on the corner wasn't isn't that kind of like the place where the nuns would live? Oh, that's right. Like yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's right. I but then that. I think somebody bought it and sort of developed it or something. Maybe I got that wrong, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think someone bought it and made it into apartment, some yeah. kind of apartments. It was a cool building too. Yeah. Well, we had the yard in between those two buildings, so we had a nice big yard, and so people had parties there once in a while. Yeah, and I remember some where some of the tenants would garden. They could kind of use some. Oh yeah, there's land garden. to yeah. like yeah, people had gardens, vegetables there. and stuff like that. And then Elwood had his chickens for a while. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so the chickens. Which was before I was hearing a lot of, you know, I'm sure people had chickens, 
in Portland and Brooklyn at that time. Right. Other, other places. But it was before. It was, it like, was before people. I mean, now it's like kind of common for people to have chickens, but I think it might have been before it was even allowed here or something. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it might, it might not be allowed still. I don't know. I no, don't, it is allowed, but I think you have to kind of get. I know because we had neighbors who had chickens and they technically i think you're supposed to like get some kind of permit or something from the city yeah they yeah so they do have some kind of rule official yeah. rule for it yeah yeah i'm sure that elwood wasn't paying any attention to the rules anyway because yeah. he just kind of did what he wanted and well, i remember i'm pretty sure it was christine when she lived there she was saying she kind of complained about that the chickens were making i don't know if maybe he had a rooster or something like she complained because like the the chickens woke her up or something and then like the next day he she heard him out there killing the chickens well, it might have been the rooster, <laughs> maybe it was the rooster. <laughs> yeah i know some places where they have local ordinances about having chickens and usually they don't allow the roosters yeah they don't, i don't think you're usually allowed to have roosters yeah even though they're not not nearly as large as a lot of those church bells. Yeah, and I mean our neighbors had she had chickens and she always had a couple of roosters too and never bothered me. I kinda like the sound of roosters, you know. Yeah, me too. It's what nice. but I get up early, so I well, get up the same time. You know it's a weird thing too, is like I feel like there's this kind of idea that roosters cockadoodle do like at dawn or something, but what I realize is they they do that any time of day, night. I mean, it's just whenever. Oh, yeah. Whenever they feel like it. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe like problem. three in the morning, they'll cock a yeah, Bar do. time. <laughs> <Doesn't matter>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, had, he had the chickens kind of trained, too, that they would only go so far. Like, they wouldn't go off the property. So he would let oh, them really? out. Oh, really? So he he they, were, they were free range. Wow. That's Most crazy. of the times he didn't let them out, but then he once a day he would let them out. It was kind of fun because they were just running around the wow, yard. Wow, that's pretty great. And they're surprisingly big. <laughs> and then eventually I know that they were, they got killed by raccoons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's who got them. Yeah. But he, when he when he drove up to to the Duluth area, wherever he went, once in a, before that he would take them with him. So he put the chickens in his car. Take a long trip. Wow, that's pretty good. Wow. But he he was um yeah he was it was a it was fun he was a fun neighbor to have like I know he was a, he would uh, people get in arguments with him once in a while so it was like he's, the, he's kind of a persnickety guy or something yeah, or yeah that's a good uh, word to describe him <laughs> <laughs> kind of persnickety. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I really liked him a lot, so I'm not saying I'm not saying anything negative. Um, but he it's was. It's funny because I feel like almost everybody who I knew who lived there had pretty negative things to say about him. But my friend Andy actually really liked him. They kind of got they hit it off because I think they both kind of had this like mutual interest in sort of like old houses and stuff like that. And, um like I went down in the basement and Elwood had like all his tools down there and it's like he uses like all like antique tools and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the basement was full of old weird stuff. Yeah. And the attic too. 
the attic. Oh, I never went up to the attic. Strange old things. Hmm. Yeah, the third floor was half a furnished apartment, or half a finished apartment, half attic. Mm-hmm. The third floor. Hmm. So it was, there was a... Oh, okay, I know. I mean, I stayed in that. That was the apartment that Chris and Kate lived in, right? Or was that... Yeah. Yeah. Where Carol had lived and... Yeah. Well, whoever else, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder who moved into my place after I moved out. Some I heard that 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 place never got rented out after you lived there. Is that possible? <laughs> no, that, that's a, yeah, that's kind of weird. weird, <laughs> weird. That, if that was true, because it would be like, yeah, maybe it was just too. It was haunted. Maybe, maybe that yellow trim traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> people took one look. too like, much. Yeah. He, I would, yeah, he kept trying to paint white over it, and he'd paint over it, and then the yellow would, yellow would bleed through. <laughs> Just as bright as before. Well, there was a problem with the, the kitchen at one point where the um, he had to tear out the, the kitchen counter because mm. the water had leaked. Um, mm. Yeah, maybe rotted. there was just like too much to fix on it. Or so something. maybe so for the last year, I think I was there. <laughs> my my kitchen sink was just a sink held up by two by fours. Oh wow! With an unfinished walls, <laughs> and uh, so it's very it was really rustic for a while. All right. So maybe he, if he was slow to fix fix up the kitchen, maybe it was harder to rent. And right. a lot of people that wouldn't bother though, especially if the price was good, which it was. Right. It was good. It was good rent for that, that space. And the, and the rest of the kitchen, I mean, it was really pretty. It was good windows. And the the best thing was the bathroom. That was hmm. my favorite thing there. It had this gigantic bathtub. It was the biggest bathtub I've ever <laughs> had. And it was sort of built, so it was like half into an alcove. Oh, wow. Like behind, it was like this little... I don't know how to describe it. It was like so you'd have your head would be kind of in an alcove, or your feet. Yeah, you see so your your feet. Well, I guess yeah, your feet because of the part with the faucet was uh-huh. inside this alcove, so it was half. I guess I don't know how to. Yeah, it was uh, half enclosed. I kind of have a picture bath. in my mind. I don't know if it's the right. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it was like a great bathroom and, and a huge bathtub. And uh, that's a great. A big bathtub is a nice thing to have. Yeah, it was an, and, uh, <laughs> and then the, you know the bathroom had a window in it, which I always love bathrooms that have windows because you get extra ventilation. Yeah, and just the the light is mm-hmm. nice, and every yeah everything everything about it, it was um, it had those old fashioned window screens mm. that were just wooden frames. Mm. Um, with screens so, on them. But then, do they open, or you got to kind of like do that well, thing, the, you pop them open, or something? well, the windows. No, the screens are attached to the outside with uh, hooks. Uh huh. So right. they're just attached to the exterior, and the windows. Oh, open oh the screen. Like, yeah, 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 the windows open, open like a na- normal window. Right. But then the screens. Oh yeah, they're so they're just regular, like kind of old wooden screens. Yeah, they're yeah. wooden frames with the screen on them. Right. Everything just in there. I was thinking of those old kind of storms that would kind of like go, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, those are, yeah, those angle are interesting out. windows. Yeah, those ones that have the angle on them. So I was living there. Someone broke into my place because they just took the screen off. That was the bad part about that. Oh, shit. He just like, I'll just take the screen off and step inside. 
Um, but I was, while I was out of town, someone broke in. We had our house broken into once too. And it was, they, but they broke the window. And somebody was there actually. In your house in where you grew up? Or no, you? no, no. Our house on Buffum Street. Oh, your house where you live now? Yeah. Kind of pretty early when we first moved into that house. We kind of knew there was like this one window that was a little bit vulnerable because it's like hidden from view if you were out on the street. And then it was like kind of in a porch and at ground level. So it's kind of like a really easy easy way to break in. So since then we put up a grate. But it was kind of scary because our friend Jess was, she was there, or I think she walked into the house when the burglars were in there. And they must have kind of like heard her and ran away. But um, yeah, fortunately everything was fine. And it was, it was weird. It was like they kind of picked out a bunch of stuff that they were going to steal. And I had like kind of set it on the dining room table but they didn't really oh. get a chance to take anything yeah. maybe they were checking with uh, ebay to see the prices on the <laughs> well it's funny because they were kind of like they had good taste like they kind of like you know picked out the kind of like nice booze and like uh steve my friend steve was living with us at the time and they like picked this kind of like cool belt that he had and oh that's, that's <laughs> odd yeah <laughs> I know if I was robbing a place, I would just be in such a panic the whole time. But it was weird. It's like they didn't take, you know, our laptop or something, you know. I don't know if they just didn't ever see it or if they're just not interested in computers. Yeah. Well, good are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So did you ever live in any other houses or places that were destroyed or gone now yeah that's what i was i was thinking of one because when i heard that it was it was it just i felt so sad about it being destroyed and i was trying to think of other if i've lived in other places that have been destroyed it's and it's an interesting i when i thought about it i was thinking about this thing where it's one of the things that in our in our, in our lives the architecture is often older than we are right and so we, you often move into a place that was built before you were born, and it will probably, and it might, may well be there after you die. Right. And, and you know, the cars aren't like that, and most of our objects, you know, right. well, some of our objects, maybe, of course, are like that. But it's funny though, because I feel well, that's kind of starting to change in a way, and it maybe kind of even depends where you live, but or it depends probably a lot where you live, but. I know, like, Kiki's dad lived in Phoenix, and it's like, they would be like, oh, this house is really old, and it's falling apart, and it was made in 1980 or something, you know, so it's like, yeah. I feel like the attitude there is really different, you know? Yeah, newer places aren't built as well, of course. So. Right, yeah, that's the other thing, is when now, like, buildings are, are not really built to last, so we... Yeah, house is going to deteriorate in 20, 30, 40 years or something, right? Yeah, so you may, may all live. Yeah, some of these, the new places that they're building around here. Yeah. You know, they, they might, they, they'll be torn down 
and new ones will be built while some of the older ones are still around. But then it's crazy because then if you go to like Europe or something, my like my aunt lives in a house that's built in like the 1600s or something, you know, and it's like, or you go to these little villages in France and it's like, you know, seriously medieval buildings are yeah, really common, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's just crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah, people are in the places that old. Yeah. I remember Kiki and I, we went to, we were on a, a bike trip in France and we went through this little village and they had a sign and it was like, um, farmer's market every Tuesday since 1251 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just so insane. It's like, whoa. How how do you keep up a tra tradition that long? Yeah, and <laughs> someone will come around now and try and maybe we should have them on Wednesday. Now. <laughs> <Right>. What? <laughs> <laughs> so have, have you um have you lived in other places that have been demolished? I'm trying. Well, yeah, to, the, I'm trying to think of the only places. other one that I can think of is is uh, one. It was like a, the building on Center Street in River West that was a. Uh, it was an old Joe's garage place, and that place burned down. And that's a, kind of another building, actually, that a lot of friends had lived in over the years. Um, it was kind of a, a more of a warehouse type of spot. And um, I think it was, like, technically not even really, you know, allowed for anybody to live there. So there were kind of these weird sort of rough barren spaces without much going on but right yeah it always seemed like a little bit things were a little bit fishy there because yeah the, yeah i think it was like officially owned it or not allowed but yeah a lot of people i knew lived there and there were had galleries there yeah right the original green gallery was there i had a lot of my collages were there during the, at the fire mm, at the time of the fire really? Right. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people them. lost artwork, and I assumed that they were were gone. And then, then after I moved, you know, when I heard about it, I wasn't going to get up. I was. I thought of all the people who lost stuff, and I just felt bad. I wasn't going to feel bad about my my few boxes, my box or two of collages that I had left there. Hmm. But th those actually survived. How, wait, so were, were they there with because of the gallery, or I think I think yeah, the Green Gallery. Mm -hmm. And then, like after I moved back here, John said, "Oh, I got your collages on the garage." So, so the, they, you know, I guess they salvaged some things. Uh huh. They smelled smoky. Okay. I noticed. Did they get water damage or anything? Or? No. Wow, that's big. Water lovely. damage. Huh. And. Um, Probably shouldn't even say that because the people who lost stuff that they're really sad about are going to be right. mad at me now. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I'm kind of looking at. Is that a Pete Berrickman painting? Oh yeah. Behind you. Mm -hmm. Is it, I think he might have lost some stuff in that. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, he probably did. Wow. Yeah, that that painting. I really like that painting. He, he, yeah, it's he great. Gave that to me at one point. Wow. And then I realized that it was the it was the same. It looked it it looks like the view out my window, <laughs> though it was just by chance. Fine. Of course, the view out my window has changed because that they uh, they built more stuff. Oh, it's but, funny, yeah. I guess 
really similar to it. It was as yeah, if he nice view. As if he did an sort of an impressionistic painting of the, mm -hmm. the view. But he couldn't, of course, that unless he unless he could have seen into the future. Uh huh. Well, how long ago was that painting made? Do you think? He, that was when he had a show at the, the gal the a gallery that was that. Um, Brent and Faith had the Flying Fish Gallery. Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot about that. That's that's um, and he had a show there, and that painting didn't go into his show i mean it was like mm. when they were they were putting it was the were the hanging the art mm. they decided that that was it didn't sort of fit mm. and i said oh that was my favorite one but i guess that's when you're an artist putting up stuff you kind of figure out what stuff kind of fits all together and partly due to the space and right theme that you might have yeah and that one sort of didn't fit the show so anyway, I ended, um, it was nice of him to give it to me since he... Yeah. Um, a lot of people have given me paintings, given me stuff. Wait, speaking of Brent, I, I mentioned I was going to see you, and he was like, um, said I should ask you about the, the amusement park near where you grew up. Oh, yeah, that's... Well, yeah, there was a when in my hometown. There's an amusement park called Cedar Point, right? And um, I mean that, that that's almost uh, a little bit similar to this theme in a way, um, because my first very first job was there. Oh, really? In a, in a hotel, an old hotel that was built in the 1800s, probably built similar time to that house. Well, what what um, what, what did you do? What did what was your job there? I was I was essentially a maid. Uh-huh. They called it houseman. Okay. You know. Um but they ended up you ended up cleaning rooms, so um because they always needed additional help cleaning rooms. Right. But it was a, you know, it was an old it was, looks like a kind of like a lakefront hotel. It's really it, really cool old look to it. And it was they were it was actually in the National Register of Historic Places and at some point they did too many modifications and built onto it too much and they got they got kicked out of the national however that happens you're removed from the national register oh. <laughs> historic places for too many they modifications. kind of violated the yeah. rules or something yeah it's just too, kind of too, it's too bad because it's a really cool old place and it's not it, as cool it, anymore oh, so it's still there though yeah, it's still there and you can still see a lot of the remnants and get the feeling of a lot of the old places Mm -hmm. My brother and I always we go over there when I visit him. My brother lives there still, mm -hmm. and we we always go over there. And um, it was both of our first jobs were there. Were there? Oh, fine. We were sixteen. But the amusement park was built was from the eighteen hundreds, and that keeps changing. You know, they tear down old rides, put up new ones, and it's just this ongoing sadness. Hmm. When you think about the old <laughs> the stuff that you really love there, there was you know there was a fun house there. Uh -huh. The fun house, you know, the fun house is my favorite thing in an amusement park. Uh -huh. and that's totally gone. It was called the upside down house. Huh. So it looked like a house that was built upside down, and you go in, you go into it, and it was like being in this house where everything's upside down. <laughs> so it was really you know. So it's like the the furniture's on the ceiling yeah, and the stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you're walking on the ceiling, and the furniture's <laughs> hanging from the upside down 
So that's how it is at the at first, and then you go through it, and then it has the more it has the traditional funhouse things, like there's a hall of mirrors uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. And it was it was really it was really a cool one. They tore that down. Huh. Those kind of rides where you ride, you know, people thought of them as corny because you ride through this bit, uh, a, a thing. There was one called the San Francisco earthquake. So you're in this little car that rides around and there's these, you know, wooden depictions of San Francisco and then the buildings are falling over and all this disaster going on and you see these all these weird things. Uh, people thought of them, and there was one called the pirate ride. It has a similar thing. You're, you're riding a little pirate ship. Mm-hmm. These little cars that are like two two people going at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so you're in a little two-person pirate ship? Yeah, a little two-person pirate ship that's <laughs> running through this place <laughs> where you see like scenes of an island and then, you know, a, a ship burning. And, you know, you just seen these kind of things that they don't really look real. Right. But they kind of do. You know, they're, right. they're really cool, but eventually people thought those were too corny, so they tore them all down. Right. Just sad. Yeah. And, and, you know, and people are even going to think they're more corny as time goes. You know, they're not going to go back to that stuff once you have like, virtual reality. <laughs> but but there's something really great about those. All right. Because, yeah. you, you know, you didn't like think, oh, my God, I'm in, I'm in the I'm in pirate ship now. You know, you weren't fooled by it. It was just fun. Right. Yeah. And you're you're just in the dark inside somewhere. Right. Going around, you know. It's, the corniness is part of it. Well, yeah, do you think part of the reason it's corny now is because, well, it's like you were saying, the virtual reality is sort of like the, there's so many more kind of mind-blowing technological things you could now so it's like that's just kind of unimpressive I, to kids now I, know, I guess I don't know I, I still think kids would like that like that right. you know I don't know why the problem was why they right. thought they had to destroy that yeah we used huh. to like sometimes we would jump out of the, the ride <laughs> jump out of the car and then run around inside <laughs> you know and then the the car would come out empty. The people working there would freak out and run. Oh, really? You know, we'd run out, run around until we'd find the emergency exit. <laughs> that was even more fun. You know, which is probably dangerous because you probably could have been run over by something or electrocuted. But right, that's the kind of thing kids did. Oh, no, I'm out of coffee. Oh, that's You're a, out of coffee. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna call room service and uh, see if they can give me some more. Um, and speaking of room service, you got that. We were talking about your old phone. You oh yeah, that old style yeah, phone. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, a house phone here where I live, where I'm not disclosing where I live. <laughs> where? So, so you do you ever call room service? No, but there, no. there isn't room service. I, oh, there isn't no, room service. Uh, no. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, not that I know of. At least. <laughs> and even if there was, I, I wouldn't. Uh, it would be kind of. Oh, you could just walk down one flight of stairs and. Get whatever you need yourself. Yeah. So, um, the house I grew up in is still there. It is. Yeah, that's that's. It. I know that that's still there, and that's and that's a weird thing too, though, because I grew up from the time I was born to the time I moved out. Eighteen, when I moved out, went to college. 
Hmm. Lived in that one house. I know a lot of people move around, have a whole different relationship to their houses. But um, did you have an experience where you moved around when you were younger? Or no, you I actually I'm kind of probably one of the most. Uh, I had one of the most stationary childhoods of anybody I know. I base. I mean, I basically lived in the same house that I was. 30 I think <laughs> uh, and my mom still lives there house is still there yeah and I've been to that's a great house I've been over to that house oh, yeah, you, yeah. You, so it's a yeah that's well that's a nice thing I feel like I know I feel it's a lucky thing when that happens mm -hmm. you can still go to your old home I I encouraged my parents to sell the house when they got older mm -hmm. and they need money and I kind of, there's a weird thing where my brother really was sad about it, and I mm. didn't, I wasn't as sad. Hmm. I think I think one reason I felt like it was haunted, hmm. and I was, um, and you, there was you felt like it was haunted. Yeah. Okay. I just felt like that house was haunted, and um, I was through, I was like, felt like I was through with it. Like, huh. I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that house. But yeah. now when I go by it, I, I feel like this thing, oh, I wish I could still go back in there. Mm -hmm. It's weird seeing someone else living in your house where you grew up. Right. And Do you ever go, like, knock on the door and ask no. to take a look or something like that? No, I've never done that. I've never done that. I've heard of people doing that in certain places where they go back to their childhood homes, and sometimes people let them in. I was with, a, actually, was with a friend who I grew up, kind of like, just a couple blocks away from my house. And um, I used to hang out at his house all the time. And he came, he moved away a long time ago and he came back to visit maybe two or three years ago. And we were just, I think he wanted to just kind of like have a look at his old house and we went by there, but we knocked on the door and people let us in. It was oh, really yeah. weird. It was oh. like the place had really changed. They fixed it up in this really kind of gaudy way was pretty odd. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's that almost might be worse, maybe, right? In a way, right? If you went in and it was like really different. I think it. Yeah, I think it did kind of freak him out a little bit. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't want to go into our our old house. It was like I wouldn't do it anyway. I would feel like the people would get mad at me if I went by by there and ask them. Oh, really? Well, you think they would get mad for asking? Yeah, I think it would freak them out. Yeah, maybe some people. I don't know why I think I assume that. Maybe it wouldn't. I think I would just figure well, what what do you got to lose. <laughs> yeah, some people came by and I think a lot of people are so paranoid though. You know, uh -huh. they're like, oh, that's some kind of scam. Right. People saying they live, used to live there and then they come in and see what you have to steal. Right. And I just feel like people are paranoid about it. Right. Um, Could bring like a picture of yourself. In front of the house when you're a kid. Oh yeah, that's well, that's true. If you had some proof of living there, or if it's the or if it's the people who bought it from you, right? Then they might actually remember to them at the time. Yeah, right. they remembered you. So I have no idea who lived in my parents' house. My brother um, has my parents' old slides. They took they took 35 millimeter film slides. When we were little. Oh, your, your parents did? Yeah, before they, they invented those Instamatic cameras, and we kind of switched over to those. But they uh -huh. had a old Kodak, and they took mainly took slides. 
which have like incredible quality and yeah. they have they've like really lasted well huh so we'll get out the old when i visit we get out the slides uh-huh and then so we look at the house and we try to pr figure out what year things were you know and by judging by how big the shrubberies have grown and uh -huh. you know we got the one the garage door changed to the new garage door it's really f fun to do that uh-huh you know, the different furniture huh we do that a lot in the... but it's it's and it, it, it's it's fun it's it's fun thinking about kind of sad too mm -hmm. being gone my house in uh, the place where I lived in in Portland, I would almost like to go back to, because that was such a good. I wonder if I saw that in that. What was the movie that you? Uh, it was such a good place. Was the movie that the, the, that kind of longer movie that you made in Portland? Oh yeah, my my epic film. Yeah, seafood. Epic. Seafood. Yeah, yeah. Six hours. Was that was that epic apartment movie. in seafood or? No? Yeah, that that apartment was. I actually lived in two apartments in the same house, because uh -huh. I lived in one moved away moved back into the basement so both of those are in seafood uh -huh. but we had, that house had a front porch on it so it had a this big front porch was fun to sit on mm. um, so hey do you ever go back to portland or not really i've I've been back there twice since i moved away mm -hmm. and um both times i went over and, and just to, to you know went to look at the house there's a bar across the street mm -hmm. that's called the laurel thirst Laurelhurst Tavern, because it was the Laurel neighborhood Hurst? was Laurelhurst, so it was a pub. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but they had live music. When I lived there, they had every day two bands, not just one Whoa. band. Wow. But they, I mean, two shows, maybe more than two bands. Right. Like they would have an early show, a late show. Like they had like a five o'clock show or early. I think six, five or six o'clock. I said, come home from work. There would be band playing. And you could hear it always from my apartment, apartment, and so, and it was usually music I liked, which was great. So I would sit on my, I could sit on my porch and listen to live music like every day. Like what day. kind of what kind of bands would play there, or what kind of music? There was like a lot of sort of rootsy type, type uh, mm -hmm. like partly country, partly you know country, new country, mm -hmm. um, hipster country. Mm -hmm. um, Another I don't new know. country at that was this was like in the not 90s new or? not new country like the new like the new Nashville but uh -huh. you know, like the like the kind of like like the Bro like Brooklyn oh, okay hipster country yeah yeah, yeah. Bands. right um, I mean, not to be negative about it it was like there was, I liked a lot of it. there was I don't know if Elliot Smith had ever played there or not but I know people like who were in bands with Elliot Smith played there you know their uh -huh. bands. Um, and then there was a, on Sunday there was a kind of a like Frank Zappa type inspired kind of jazz fusion rock hmm. band that played there that had like usually like eight or ten people. Like it was kind of like a, a house band or something. Yeah, like that? they played it. They had like they just had the every Sunday Sunday night spot. Mm -hmm. and they were they were really fun because it was like people different ages. There were older guys and. Mm -hmm. Uh, different instruments. Hmm. Horn. They had some horns, and um, they they were. That was a really a cool band. So that's who I would usually go to see. Actually, go into the bar, and 
it was it was free too. Uh -huh. um, I mean, sometimes there was paid shows that you had to pay. Wow. And there was once you know once in a while there was out of town bands play, but it was it was such a good place to live. And when we moved into that house, had no idea what this. Never had heard of that bar. Mm -hmm. And it was, that's like it was kind of a special place because of that. So would you would you hang out at that bar a lot, or just kind of go to see shows? I would. I didn't go to see a lot of sh shows there, um, but at that time, they had breakfast there too. Mm. Hmm. So I I would go to breakfast three times a week sometimes, mm -hmm. and which is a really really strange thing having breakfast. you would you have a drink with breakfast or just going to? I have coffee. You have coffee. At that time, I had I had, uh, I had quit drinking. Uh, oh, you quit drinking at that time. Yeah, so that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't go there in the evening more. Right. Because um, it would have been a really good bar to drink in. Right. Actually, because it was very comfortable, and um, so you could you could eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner there, and late night bar food, and um, you could wow. you know you could almost live at this place. Wow. <laughs> and, it was just, it was, yeah, it was kind of a really special place. I once in a while I'll look up online to see if it's still survived, which it has. And I and I read that they have new owners there, and I didn't know the old owners, so it doesn't mean a lot to me. But I don't know how it's changed hmm. now or something. There were there were days there where I had I had breakfast where the um, one of the owners told the would tell the waitress to, to to not charge me though. Oh really? Because I went there so often. They made a breakfast called veggie hash, which was like grilled vegetables with hash browns mm. or, or home fries, essentially, home, like home fried potatoes with grilled vegetables. So it was like a totally good. healthy breakfast, too. Yeah. So, and it was it was actually cheap, too. So wow. this is sort of that's why I went there so often, sort of ideal. It was a really good place to sit in, right? Um, and there was. You know, and then there was then there was all these, like three waitresses I had a crush on, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> and uh, it's hard, it's hard to admit that now, but <laughs> I mean, they, if they ever hear this, they may know who they are. It's funny. It seems like it'd be easier to admit it now than then, or something. Or yeah, well, I would definitely admit it then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, wait, so how long did you live in Portland for? Um, from 2000 or 19, from 94 to 2000, so six years, uh, I guess. Okay. And you lived, did you live in just those two apartments or you had other apartments when you lived there? And in the other, yeah, the other place I lived when I moved from the one to the another, um, so I lived in the one place, well, I lived in someone's house when we first moved there. Okay. And I lived there. I lived there with my girlfriend at the time, uh -huh. and we broke up, and so that's why we moved out of the one apartment. Okay. And so that was sad, and so I had to find a place to live. So I moved into a a, a house with a woman who was a musician, uh -huh. who was renting out the rooms in her house. Uh -huh. And that she was a really interesting roommate because she was a she played she sang and played piano. Uh -huh. Oh, so you would kind of hear her practice and yeah, stuff? Yeah, so she would practice the p piano upstairs. 
which is which is really cool. Hey, it's funny because that I didn't even think about that till now. But the that that warehouse building that burned down that was there was a while where there was a piano player that lived upstairs, and I really enjoyed that. She was kind of like a jazz piano player, and she would practice for hours a day. But it was really pleasant, you know. Oh, really upstairs? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Oh wow. I can't remember Anne. I think was her name or something. No. Did she have a a real, a real piano? Or yeah, it was a real piano too. Oh, so she yeah. moved the piano up to the. Yeah. Would have that yeah. been to the third floor, maybe, or yep. fourth floor? Yeah, because we lived on the second floor, but there was there was like a freight elevator, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which would have been totally possible to move a piano up there. Well, I, I had a, a an old Lowry organ, mm. which I moved to Milwaukee, which ended up in the Pumpkin World yeah. basement. I think we, yeah, we had that for so long, right? Yeah, and that, that, well, when I moved out of town, I didn't take it. Uh, so I don't know what happened to it. Remember what was the legend was that it was, it belonged from to somebody from Sleaterkinney or something like that. It was, that yeah, the, uh, the drummer, Janet Weiss. Okay. It was her, it was her organ. Right. In Portland and, uh. She was, and I found out she was working at an ad, ad, this ad agency with my girlfriend Heather okay. at the time, and she found out from her that she was selling this organ. Mm. People at the ad agency kind of wanted to buy it, put it in their in their in their you know hangout room. She didn't want to sell it to them because so she sold it to me, even though I was probably not the best person to sell it to <laughs> since I don't play or <laughs> keyboards. <laughs> But I, I just thought it was it was really cool. And you brought it all and, the way across and, the country. Then. And then it, I used it in my six-hour epic film of seafood <laughs> quite a lot. It was for, for the soundtrack? In there. Yeah. It was a really cool-looking organ. You know, oh, you really, you used it for, for it, visuals. Yeah, there was scenes of me you know, playing it. And, um, I know we of, got a lot, of, a lot of use out of that organ because that was in our studio for years, several years. It had a it had a built-in Leslie speaker in yep. it. Yep. So that was when Yeah, cool I remember we would do that trick where you would you 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 play a chord or something and you turn off the power and it kind of like bends down. Oh. Remember wow. that? No, yeah, you're like no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was it was yeah, it was built it was internal. Leslie right. speaker was internal. Yeah. So I it would took it took four people to move that thing though. It was so heavy. Right. It was like as heavy as a piano. And we, and I moved. I so I moved it into the place where the woman played piano. The piano player. She had a piano, and so it was on her upstairs. So uh -huh. then there was an organ and a piano. But she was all for that, uh -huh. you know, because right. she thought that was cool. And also, she thought I would be a more long-term tenant because of that. <laughs> and I ended up staying only there about six months. She was mm. kind of upset when I moved, mm. moved out because, you know, because she had to find a new right. tenant and. Um, yeah, you probably were moving out at a bad time of year for her to find. Yeah, well, it's, you know, no one likes. That. You have to, then you got to find a new person. And, right. And there was like two. She had two basement rooms, and then she had so she had two tenants in there. Hmm. Um, but she, but she, her name was Amanda Jansen, hmm. and she would play at local uh, like hotels. Hmm. So she played it. There was this. You know, they had, they would have pianos in the lobby, and she would play there and sing standards. Hmm. So it was like a really, 
you know, it was like music I really liked. It was kind of, it was cool to go hear her play. She's actually exactly my age, too. I mean, hmm. born in the same year. Hmm. Um, and I don't remember why particularly I moved out. It was just too small. Mm -hmm. You know, it was this basement room that was way, it was, I had like all my stuff moved in. So I had literally no room to move around. So, so I moved. We, oh, that was, a, this was, I got kind of lost. This was the place you lived after you and your girlfriend broke up? Yeah. Okay. So then I moved there. Okay. You know, with my Oregon. Then I moved the, I moved back to the, the house I originally lived in, but the basement. Okay. And is this the place across the bar? Across or? from the street from the bar. Again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it seems it seems like a lot of moving around, which not that much. though, what yeah. three places? But it's you know six, six years. years. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. When I was when I was younger, I used to move really frequently. Uh huh. And if I would stay somewhere for a year, it would like it would be like I mean I don't mean younger after I was an adult, but, right? You know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You know, if I would stay somewhere a year, it would seem really long. Mm -hmm. Really? Wow. And uh, it's actually, now that I'm thinking of it, I'm trying to think of some places I lived in when I lived in, like Kent, Ohio, if those have been demolished. Huh. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, it's funny because it's like that thing of what is you get... Well, when you're younger, time go, seems to go really slowly, and as you get older, it goes by quicker right. and yeah, quicker. No. Yeah, people get to a certain age, they don't want to move at all anymore. Right, or you'll just be like, whoa, that was 10 years ago? It seems like that was last year or something, you know. I had this idea at one point what I wanted to do. The ideal existence would be to, every six months, move to a different city. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally thought that would huh. be the ideal way to live. Wow. Because like, I, I thought, like, after six months, you've done everything. You know, you've like, got to know the city, <laughs> then move on to another city. It just it, which seems insane to me now. But that was, that was like my plan. It would never work out because... Well, you were also, at that time, you kind of, you were writing that American job zine or something, and you would... You would change jobs all the time, right? Well, I changed jobs a lot more to do with um, being unhappy with the jobs, I guess. Right, right. But, I mean, it kind of seems like it would go together, moving around a lot and yeah. changing jobs a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, you just were you just were sort of, like, antsy. You didn't, weren't happy with the jobs. If I if I had a job that I, I know, well, it's... A, yeah, I, I guess that's a similar thing. The older you get, the older I got, the more the easier it was to stay in a job longer. Right. Also, you would you'd start to realize that well, this job is actually pretty good relatively. Right, and you were probably getting as you get here. older, you're also getting better jobs, and you're getting better yeah. places to live or something. Ideally, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hasn't really been the case for me, but um, yeah, I think that. It would. It was. It was harder to. Uh, it was. I mean, it was. Almost seems like it was easier to find jobs, too, mm. Mm. when I was right. younger. I guess that kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah. You could. You could. You could just leave a job, find a, a, a new one right away. Well, also, that was kind of a different time too. I think the economy was so different, right? I mean. 
Now it's uh, just. Well, it's so up. And, I don't know. It's scarce. Yeah, it's so up and down. And I don't know. I remember whatever whatever the economy is like. It never seemed whatever the so the so-called economy is is like never seems to affect You're, how easy it is for me to find jobs. Uh huh. For some reason. Interesting. And, and I it never so would see a correlation. I remember when it was a, it was a very the worst I ever remember, I was in Ohio when, I remember the unemployment rate was 17% unemployment. That's pretty bad. That's pretty high, yeah. And that was in the early 80s. So you, and, oh, you're and, saying that the unemployment jobs. rate in that town was 17? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was Ohio or Northern Ohio. Okay. But I, I, like, I went out and found two jobs like nothing, you know, it was just like, okay, I, it's easy to get a job. Right. And it. And then I had no, I would have no, I seemed to have no trouble at that time. Um, and the last time I had to find a job, or the last several times, I mean, the older I get, it's been harder. And uh -huh. I think it's maybe just age, I don't know. Maybe it's people don't want to hire older people. Um, that's actually the, this, this time, yeah, this time in 1981, um, where I moved into a place where the where that's been demolished i just remembered that huh it's in, in downtown sandusky ohio mm. um i lived, lived in the storefront place and it was this whole row of star fronts um you know those downtown blocks where there's just a big row of things and then just one of them got demolished mm. so it's like a missing tooth in this block you really? know and I'm pretty sure that's the, the one. My brother and I were looking at it, trying to remember which one it was. Hmm. I think that's where I, I lived. And that's so you I, lived in a storefront? Yeah, I, I moved into a storefront with a friend of mine who was renting it, who was a painter. Hmm. And uh, it was like kind of like the first place I lived away from home um, that wasn't the dorm. Mm -hmm. First place I lived away from home was a dorm right. college. How is our time going? I'm going to check with our producer because it is, is it? Oh, are we 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 we're over time. Oh, okay. We probably should wrap it up then. Is there is there uh, some kind of special thing that we got to say to wrap it up? Or? Um, no, not not yeah, not really because um, we'll probably just we'll just probably just fade it out, fade out some music slowly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Well, thank thanks for. Having me on, oh, on the podcast yeah, and, it, it, and being a guest host. And great having you, Randy. Yeah, it was nice to talk to you. Maybe we maybe we both can be back at some point. Sure, yeah. Things go well. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be happily come back. Yeah, nice to talk to you. All right. Thank you. See you.